I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I just hung my Brooklyn jacket up in the closet. It's a nice blue jacket with the word Brooklyn written across the chest in script, because that's the way the old Brooklyn Dodgers did their logos. And I am an old Brooklyn Dodger fan now living in what's called the Red Sox Nation, Massachusetts. That jacket has taught me a lesson that most guys never get. Because every time I wear it, people look down at my chest. And almost no other guy can make that statement. You can see it happen. Shifty eyes approach from down the block. Almost always, they flick down to check out my chest because of the word Brooklyn that's written there in script. It's a very strange experience for a guy. Now, I realize that women have the same experience all the time for sometimes very obvious reasons. Happens all the time. My Lady Wonder Wench and I recently walked into an Applebee's bar and grill and there was a young guy sucking on a bottle in the corner. And my lady was wearing her pretty soft blue sweater, the form-fitting one that uh, matches her eyes. <laughs> the young guy saw her. He tossed the bottle away and reached out for her sweater. <laughs> I guess something instinctive must have kicked off in his probably six-months-old brain or some other bodily part. I don't know for sure. Must have been kind of embarrassing for the woman who was there with him, though. She was probably his mother. So, why, you will ask, did the good Lord give women breasts the way he did? Smart guys in the white lab coats agree with the kid. They think the answer is to feed children. And I think that's both short-sighted and just wrong. I've been to the movies. I know that God is a guy. Quite often, God takes the form of an actor named Charlton Heston. God, in his wisdom and mercy, created women's shapes the way he did as a gift to mankind. Mankind. I think those scientist guys would understand that if they would turn in their white lab coats for a little while and wear nice blue jackets with the word Brooklyn written across the chest and script and walk down any block and watch people's eyes quick shift down to their chests and then back up. <laughs> but they change their minds fast. Women shaped like my lady destroy all logic in a guy. It's not our fault that a reasonably law-abiding guy all of a sudden has hands that should have search warrants. We can't help it. We're just guys. You know, it's not our fault that we're wired the way we are. You women expect too much of us. Guy sees a lady with an hourglass figure and immediately, pow, he gets hit with an instinct to go play in the hourglass sand. Same kind of thing with signed jeans. Signed jeans give a guy a lot more than something to read. They give him courtesy, for one thing. I mean... You know, signed jeans are probably what caused us to encourage our ladies to climb up the stairs ahead of us. 
In fact, that's probably why we call those things stairs, as in S-T-A-R-E-S. Big details, a bunch of unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's screwing up your thinking out the other ear. And you can give in to your really great natural impulses. Smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that you can't taste food unless it is mixed with saliva. Preferably your own saliva, I guess, or the saliva of someone who bears a reasonable resemblance to Catherine Zeta-Jones. If the answer is his nose, what is the question? If the answer is his nose, what is the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not. Haven't told you. Tell you in a minute. If the answer is his nose, what is the question? Okay. When flies mate, they give off a sound that attracts bats. Now, bats like to eat flies, which is why, I guess, flies have nothing but quickies, you know? Mice are the same way. Mice all have Mickey quickies. In fact, there's a little male mouse in Australia called the Antechnius, spelled A-N-T-E-C-H-I-N-U-S, Antechnius, I think. Anyway, that little male mouse mates with as many females as he can for 14 hours straight. 14 hours straight! After which his fur falls off, and so the females start avoiding him. <laughs> you can pretty much see the same thing on singles nights at Applebee's. All right, if the answer is his nose, the question is, what is it that even the most careful guys always overlook? His nose. <laughs> I have a rather large nose. I used to hate it when I went swimming the backstroke at the beach and people kept hollering shark you know that wasn't polite takes the tails they take your mind off your mind little housekeeping here if you like these podcasts or my spoken word story cds at dicksummer.com or my book staying happy healthy and hot at amazon.com would you tell a couple of friends please because they might like them too and of course you'd be doing me a favor so thank you very much Not surprisingly, perhaps, I have never worn a training bra, but I've often wondered why they call them that. Maybe it's to get young women used to walking down the street watching guys' eyes flick. I don't know. But statistics tell us that guys blink our eyes more than a 100,000 times a day. That's no kidding. A 100,000 times a day we blink our eyes. More when ladies in... Nice sweaters are around, I'll bet. There is a story in my spoken word story CD called Night Connections 3. It's about a little broad dragon who some guy claimed live in his fist. That little guy caused a lot of trouble, breathing his little dragon fire. Story goes like this. never even wanted this man in your life. You told him so. He was married, and you were content. But it started anyway. I think it really surprised both of you. We were just passing some time on a sales trip together. It was a long drive. 
And he started telling you one of his sly, silly, sexist stories. This one was about the tiny, politically incorrect dragon that he said he kept in his hand. He called it his bra dragon. He said, listen, it's a very naughty dragon. I try to keep him under control, but if I look away for just a moment, he jumps out of my hand and unsnaps the nearest bra. Then he looked into his fist and he said, he's in there now, would you like to see? And for some reason, you both started to laugh. And then all of a sudden, he stopped and he listened. And he looked at you as if you simply amazed him. That had never happened to you before. In fact, that had never happened to anybody you ever knew of. You'll eventually wash the smell of his lovemaking out of your sheets. But your life still smells of his skin, his cologne, and his breath. And your hips still move a little when you remember how his eyes caressed you. You can't seem to make them stop doing that. You've cut your hair short again. He left it long. He ran his fingers through it slowly, wrapping it gently around his hands and burying his face in it when he lay his head between your breasts. There was a powerful, deep patience and an hypnotic passion in his eyes when you made love together. He had a little boy's teasing laugh that changed into an almost frightening growl when he touched you. He had a terrible hunger for you. That had never happened to you before either. Sometimes true love fails. That's all he said about falling out of love with his wife. It was while you were waiting for a cab and he locked you into his eyes and gently tugged you toward him with his fingertips. Your hips rocked back and forth a little bit, trying to keep your balance. That was the start of it. Since then, your hips have always rocked back and forth a little bit every time he looked at you. It's like you've lost control of them to those hypnotically powerful eyes of his. You've been sleeping through the night some nights now. That's good. For weeks, you were waking up in the middle of the night around the time when he used to slip into your bed and into your dreams, half waking you with his hands calming you with his quiet words, carefully stroking your hopes, caressing your passions, loving you with his long, arrogant, tender strength. You didn't lose him, and she didn't win him back. It was something that happens all the time, well, most of the time. Lovers keep betting that it won't happen to them, they keep hoping to beat the odds. You and he simply didn't. It's a hard lesson. It's just as tough to be unfaithful as it is to be faithful. Lies are hard. Life is short. And self-respect is very expensive. You're trying to remind yourself that you didn't want him in your life to begin with. Your heart is honestly trying to remember that, to understand but your hips keep betraying you. Rocking, rocking, rocking.
just a little bit, back and forth. Even now. Every time you even think of his name. Self-respect is expensive, and sometimes true love fails. Happens every day and every night. Even, no, not even, especially when you lose control of your traitor hips. called The Broad Dragon. It's from my spoken word story CD called Night Connections 3. If you like it, you can keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com, download it from the Night Connections 3 icon on the homepage. Full disclosure, the first thing most guys notice about a woman depends on the way she's facing. Very kind women sometimes wear lipstick to give nearsighted guys a target. I, that's, I understand. That's not a politically correct statement. But sometimes I wonder, who invented political correctness? I mean, where does he get the right to try to push us around? And while I'm at it, what bright light invented the idea of a three-piece suit in 100-degree temperatures with a tie? Same guy, I'll bet. Wasted time trying to figure it out. You could better spend your time trying to find out who was it who taught John Lennon to play the guitar and to ask questions like he used to ask for the lyrics in Imagine? Imagine there's no religion. Imagine there's no country. Wow. And who made the rule that cats never have to work? You never see a bunch of cats pulling a sled in the Arctic. And who was the first cook to have the guts to pop a lobster into a pot of boiling water? Who were those people? I'd say they are much bigger heroes than the general what's-his-name again. How about a couple I know who decorate their home for Christmas, even though they're Jewish and they don't have kids? Good folks. And who invented pumpkin muffins? with cream cheese and orange marmalade. Who thought up the idea of putting tape on the handle of a baseball bat? Who thought of baseball to while away long, hot summer days? I know who gave me the idea of sharing whispers and wine on a soft, quiet summer night full of stars with somebody who gentles my life. It was the only hero in my life who taught me that. Thanks, Dad. She likes it when I bring her flowers and tell her silly stories, just like you taught me.
Okay. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.